I was just thinking that I don't know what it's like to have an older brother whose attention I want. Yeah. Then I was like, whose attention did I want? Oh, everyone's. I just wanted everyone. <laughs> That's why I have a podcast. That's why I'm, I literally think everyone needs to hear what I have to say. <laughs> Speaking of that, hey, everybody. Hey, welcome. To the- <laughs> I, I can hear the intro go on after you do it. <laughs> At least we got cheesecake to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I got the Oreo one. What'd you get? Uh, it's like a creme brulee or something like that. Yeah, no trade. Dolce de leche, I think oh, is actually oh. what it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, even though we didn't make it in, we're pulled over on the side of the road having cheesecake. It's still a cheesecake festival. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to, to close out the festival. Good ending. Good. We got a good movie today. Good ending. Still got a mouthful of cheesecake. Coming up with uh, my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about the fountain today. It's it's that's my pick. We've well, been, it's kind of like our both pick, but it's my pick. Kind of. Yeah. And Randy was like, "I'm sort of getting a two for you're gonna pick. I got to pick one, and then I kind of <laughs> I'm get, gonna pick another one. I get to also. And I was like, "Hey, that's not fair." <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna not pick the fountain." <laughs> He knew. He knew ahead of time. Yeah. But, uh, well. Thank you so much for listening to, well, just taking part in the festival. I mean, yeah. We've had a good time. We're sorry we didn't make it. Well, you know, Cheesecake Festival. Still got a mouthful of cheesecake. Life's great. It is what it is. Yeah. I guess that wraps up our first annual Cheesecake Festival. First annual. Uh, Okay, so maybe it's Randy, Randy saying... Next year, we get all the way to Cheesecake Factory, maybe? Don't get your hopes up. So I guess the inside of my face, for some reason, is just, hey, you're swelled up today, boy. I mean, I don't know what's in the air or what. Maybe I'm a little... I don't know. Maybe I'm a little sick. Who knows? I don't know. I feel like I don't get colds, but maybe that's like me getting a cold. Maybe you always have a cold. That's why <laughs> you don't think you get them. <laughs> that's why that you're actually always too, yeah. stuffed up and sniffly as you've never gotten over the first cold you got. <laughs> <laughs> the rhino, I'm turning into a giant rhinovirus. <laughs> it got to me and it was like, finally! Exactly. I was going to say, you're the promised land for cold viruses. Here we will live forever, brothers. Never leave. Um, We have whole communities inside my body. We've been here for 7,842 generations. Next week we will be commemorating the infection day. The 8,000th generation since infection day. Call that Daisy era. <laughs> the children will dance and sing, and <laughs> sacrifices Papa, Papa, will be made. Look at my dance for <laughs> look at my dance for infection day celebration. 
they and they like ha- they had this whole thing where they praise the host, but they don't know my name. <laughs> praise be the host. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. You know, if I thought they were like, <laughs> if I thought I hosted a gym, like an entire an entire community of, of virus, <laughs> but they were praising me, I'd kind of be okay with it. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, as long as you keep praising me, okay. But keep it coming. What if that's how God views <laughs> that's us? How we get <laughs> that's how we're. That's why we're still around. Because uh, just created God created humans just for world, fun. Yeah. And he's like, all right, that was cool. And then they're like, oh, wait, what about us? He's like, ah, I'm, I'm done. And they're like, no, um. Like they're looking up in the heaven oh, and they seem like turning around. You. <laughs> he's like, what was that? <laughs> they seem turning around. He's like, I'm going to go make something over here. They're like, on Mars? He's like, what's Mars? That red planet over there? Yeah, I was going to go over there. What's wrong? And they're like. Praise be unto you. <laughs> He's like, I'll say what? <laughs> okay, I'll stay here a little while. You got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. <laughs> you have my attention? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's like, he did say he was we a jealous We say I'm a jealous God, right? We used to play Ultimate Frisbee. Well, I mean, there's still a group of us that plays, but I haven't played in a little while. But there used to be... Um, a couple guys that uh, were very good. They could hustle. They could run. It was just like really hard to keep up with them. Mm. But we discovered that while maybe slightly underhanded, the best strategy against them was to just start asking them questions about their life in the middle of the game. (laughs) Because for whatever reason, these two guys could not help just – telling you what was going on and it would distract them and they wouldn't run and they just walk next to you. And so as the defender, you could just go up to them and be like, Hey man, how are things going? They're more interested in making friends. And then all then suddenly they weren't a threat anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really funny. It's just funny how, well, you could get like the worst defender on your team. Yeah. And as long as I can talk and chit chat. What do you mean? Just ask. We didn't do that all the time, but there were definitely times when I was just tired because they were making (laughs) me run back and forth. And I was just like, hey, man. So I heard uh, this is going on in your life. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. We're just walking now. (laughs) I swear I had teachers like that in high school. It was just like, I don't want to do class today. Mr. So-and-so, what do you think about the like, antediluvian oxygenation uh, percentage in the atmosphere? And he'd be like, well, it's actually fascinating. And he'd be like, no class today. <laughs> yeah, we had a history teacher like that in eighth grade. Everyone did it every day. It was the worst. <laughs> like, even because, like, I was, I actually, like, enjoyed history. And so... It was frustrating when, when one of the people who just did not care to be there would just be like, "Hey, didn't you say this one time or do this one time?" Or and he they would just make stuff up, and for whatever reason, this teacher would always be like, "What? That's completely wrong. Like this is you know, <laughs> you got it. You're not understanding." And then he would explain everything for the whole, and they would keep just popcorn all this Whoa. stuff to him, and he'd be like, <laughs> "Like what? You guys understand now?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, I think it makes sense." And then next. You know, the next day. <laughs> you mean <laughs> this, right? So this Not is even a <laughs> Exactly. So it was a 
You said you got this yesterday. <laughs> Taking advantage of this man who's just trying to teach us some things. <laughs> you can't. Well, yeah, that should be a rule. Like, you can't be a teacher and have your passionate subject not be the thing that you're teaching. Otherwise, you'll uh, probably never teach whatever <laughs> you're supposed to teach about. Oh, I'm supposed to go over the Higgs boson. <laughs> We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> That's what you think. Exactly. <laughs> um, I say um, um and I a lot in our podcast. <clears throat> Those are my two like. I'm glad I don't edit it. I also and say I don't like. know what I say. I know I say like a lot. I'm probably more harsh on myself than I am on anybody else. Well, yeah. Just because I think oh, I sound like an idiot when I talk like this. <laughs> but then when I hear other people talk like that, I'm like, no, they sound fine. They just, you know, it's no big deal. Sounds like a person. But when I do it, I feel like, gosh, Randy, just use your freaking words. Just talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just sounds like I'm. <laughs> I do feel like off. over time since we've been doing this in real life, I don't slow down talking and think ahead like mm. i would on the like with a mic in front of my face maybe that keeps me from saying um a, a little bit although to tie those two sentences together i did kind of breathe out say uh but i mean whatever it i wonder i wonder if we do those things to sort of like as a defense against in getting interrupted like as long as we continue to make so. noise no one will. It's, my, it's still my but turn. But if I, it's yeah. still my turn, yeah. So if I pause long enough, then people think, oh, well, they're done speaking. Let's jump like, in. No, I wasn't done. <laughs> I was just thinking about what I was going to say next. There, Yeah, there was one, uh, something something with Taylor sitting over there, and I was kind of talking about what she said, and you were excited about something I just said, and oh. I was like, I don't know. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that's no, that's normal conversation. That's just how it goes. I, I just remember, I specifically remember that one, and I was like, man, conversation with three people is so weird. Or like like conversation between any two people is weird when you think about it. Like when you get into like, like you're waiting to say something after I'm done. What is, what is, what even is that? Like why is it like, duh, duh, see, so, see, it's weird, and the whole thing's like, Tennis, like, bah, 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 bah. like, what even is a conversation? All of it. But I was kind of like in that headspace, and then you did that, and I was like, bah, 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 bah. and then, like, as I continued on and finished that sentence, in my head, I'm thinking, like, God, we live, like, we're such weird humans. Where like <laughs> that communicated to him that I wasn't done, and like we had this whole, me and you had a separate conversation without words. It was like. Hey, you done? I got something to say. Oh, you're not done. Okay, I'll cool. Down yeah, and I was like, no, I'm not done right now. Not done. But, we, yeah, but we're also still talking about, like, what we were, like, in the conversation talking about what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, how many, like, how many layers deep can that go? <laughs> like, it, we can easily do two. And I've heard, I've heard people quote statistics, like, you can keep track of two and a half three conversations kind of at the same time. Oh, I can't. Uh, I can fake one and have my full attention on another. <laughs> <laughs> I can poorly fake one. Well, usually people will say that as a response to like, you're having a conversation with one person 
and you're also having a conversation in your own head about that conversation. So that's yeah. two. And then the guy talking behind you at the other table, uh, you're kind of catching about half of what he says. Yeah. 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 So that I, right I'm there is two and a half. I get very distracted. So. <laughs> My wife will tell you. She'll talk for a little bit, and then she'll be like, did you hear anything I said? And I'm, I'm like, I heard. I'm really sorry. I was trying. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you were talking about. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with like asking people, "Can you re-say what you just said?" Well, I, I was just—I guess, yeah. If it if it only happens every so often, but like if it happens like all the time, all the time, it's like, then it's, you have to just like you get stuck in this weird spot where like <laughs> you you're like she—they're looking at me like they want a response. I wasn't paying attention. Oh. Should I just nod and yes. smile? Oh, I do. Did they do they know? I do that. They definitely. I know. do that a lot. They know, but they're not telling me. <laughs> I feel, and I feel like it comes off as like, especially before I know you, and if I'm uncomfortable with asking you to repeat or something, I was be like, yeah, yeah. It's and no, I feel like it comes off super rude, but it's no big I'm deal. I'm not gonna ask you to repeat it. That, I mean, that in <laughs> itself is communication. I mean, that tells me, like, let's say we're having a conversation. You respond that way. It tells me, one, you weren't listening. Okay. Two, maybe what I was saying wasn't that interesting after all. And three, or maybe <laughs> maybe you're just not ready to have a conversation about something, you know, that we're talking about right now. And that tells me all those things. So it goes, okay, great. I'll drop the subject, you know. It's when... I'm trying to think of what I would, I'd probably say it again because I'm, a, it, I'm but an idiot. It depends. If also, you, ha, ha, just how I was raised, like at the dinner table, we all have our mouths full and we're all yelling over each other. Yeah. There's like six of us, six of us? Yeah. So it was just like a loud <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And like, like, I feel like I repeat myself multiple times to get a point across. Sure. That's why. Because I wanted my older brother's attention when I said something. Nice. And if he was talking to somebody over there, I would just say it again. Until I got a response. <laughs> this coffee is very hot, but it is, it's working. Oh, I think that's what makes it work. Got a phone at call. first. Like it takes like 40 minutes for it to actually kick in, but just it being hot. My bad like is your, calling. your body's like, you better pay attention. This thing's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will burn you. And you're like, Get okay, too close. All right. Keep I'll wake away. up a Keep little bit, I guess. You're, you're like rousing your brain, and you're like, I got a hot liquid here, third degree, if you don't pay attention, man. <laughs> okay, we'll wake you up a little bit. That's okay. the best part, though, is it's literally my brain telling itself that. To wake up, yeah. Like, it's, it, you say it like it's two separate entities, which sometimes it feels that way. Well, I think but it's different like, parts of the brain kind yeah, of are. Yeah, they're like, hey. Like, like the sleepy <laughs> Our part. job is to make sure you don't burn yourself with this coffee. The sleepy part is just always on its own. He's like, we're sleepy. Shut it down. And it, like, you, like you get like a technician from the other side of the plant. And it was like, we can't shut it down. We got hot liquid here. And he's like, okay, don't shut it down. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll put it out of half. <laughs> and then like the little technician is like, boss isn't going to like that, but I'm going to run it back. I like how they're all from Boston. Yeah, I mean, good. they're all Teamsters, yeah. They're all Teamsters from Boston. <laughs> That's why it takes so long for anything to get done. And, like, <laughs> like this side will just act completely on its own. It's like, we don't need to know what they're doing over there. <laughs> we got our own union, our own contract. It says at 6 p.m. I shut it down. It's 6 p.m. <laughs> I shut it down. Whoa, we got hot liquid over here. <laughs> Jeez. 
All right, I'll do a half. All right. Just, just for that. you. Just yeah. for one time. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> We're finally here. Yeah, I wanted to bring something to like celebrate, but but you didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to bring like little like special flavored Coca-Colas or something. Special flavored Coca-Colas. Yeah, <laughs> and then I figured you'd be like, special flavored Coca-Colas, get out of here. And well, we did have fire. cheesecake in the car, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was just now. That was just now. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, God. How long ago? Things have changed. A lot's different, yeah. We got another mic. We got a, a, <laughs> we got a third microphone. That's how many things have changed. We got another uh, mic arm. We, yeah. we went through a couple that were really terrible. So we well we we made it. We're at the end of the we're at the end of the cheesecake festival. This is the last episode of the first annual cheesecake festival. You're saying first annual. Give yourselves uh, a round of applause. <laughs> Give ourselves a round of applause. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was a lot more work than we normally put into the... I mean, we we increased our release, or we uh, not increased it. Well, we did increase well, it, the amount It of did increase, we plus we were doing... But we, yeah. we picked up the pace. Uh, we went from most of the time every two weeks to every week, except for one week off. But uh, we... Yeah, I don't know. It's been fun, though. I've enjoyed it. I've had a yeah. good time. I'm I'm excited that we're here. That we're I'm, at the I'm, end of it because, I'm excited. <laughs> because this is your movie and it's one we've talked about for a while. Yeah. And we, we get like, well, for me, it's just always talking about the emotion that I had watching it and mm-hmm. how that was the peak and, you know, nothing will ever come close to that. Um, and that's kind of, and not that the movie didn't hold up. It definitely did. And it's, and to me, it's watching it last night. It's still like perfect. Uh, and still my favorite movie, but it didn't it didn't hit that same emotion. I mean, mm. much like I don't know I don't know that I should have expected it to, but I kinda did. Yeah. Uh and and like uh during the crescendo, like during that part when Shabulba explodes on him. Like I still had like a full body hair standing up, mm-hmm. like, yes. But it wasn't you know what I remember? I feel like I'm I, I feel like I'm an addict chasing a <laughs> high that I'll never get again, you know? Yeah. Uh so maybe I shouldn't watch this movie again. Well because it was because in that way it was kind of a letdown. Yeah, so this I don't know, this movie's not really about that experience, but I feel like a lot of our conversation is going to be <laughs> about about that. About that yeah. Not necessarily the movie <laughs> itself. We will talk about the movie, but I think for both of us, oh, the movie's we both per- watched the movie's the, perfect. We watched it in 2006 when it came out. Yeah. We loved it in the theater uh and then have watched it multiple times, many times since then. And for me, it was one that I watched probably once Every couple of years, maybe mm-hmm. for a little while, and then I think the last time I watched it was in 2013, and I, so it's been about nine years since I saw it. Um, may, it. I may have watched it more recently than that, but I don't remember. I feel like I definitely did watch it two or three or four years. Ago. I don't know. Ever since I moved here from Texas, the mm-hmm. whole I've been here. Holy crap! Six years, but it's just been like 
boom, like it's been like a super fast blur of time. Mm. And anything that's happened in that time, I would say, has been in the past two years, but it's been three times that long. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think I watched it at least once in that period of time since 2016. But but you think the movie think holds up? Once. It just doesn't, it just didn't hit you the same way emotionally? Yeah. And watching it last night, it like I even saw stuff that I never really saw before, and I was like, "Wow, it's even like it's even more kind of whole mm. and per- like perfectly encapsulated, perfect than I remember it being." But just like uh, yeah, it didn't hit, and I don't think it ever could. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, for that reason, I like I walked away last night kind of feeling like. I don't know, like some like some drug addict who's like really chasing that first time high, and you're never gonna get that again. And like that's the reason you're an addict is because you keep chasing that. Mm. Like if like if I kept watching this movie, and I was like, it wasn't as good as the last night, and then I watched it again, I was like, it wasn't as good as that time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you're drowning out those those thoughts, those feelings, those channels. Um, but yeah. But it's still, it's so stupidly good. And this morning I even went and watched uh, the director's commentary of it. Mm-hmm. This douche of a man. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love him so much. But he's alone in his New York apartment doing the commentary for this movie. And he's like, I'm not going to talk about any of the stuff. You'll have to figure yeah. it out on your own. And yeah. it's like, forget you, dude. Yeah. I remember Why watching, watching years this? ago and wanting, like, some insight, and he does not give you he anything. Do- so. at, the, at, like, some of the very end, he kind of slips into it. And then he goes, well, that's a little clue for you right there. And you're like, what was a clue? <laughs> it was like when he when uh, Izzy was uh, when Izzy was dying in the hospital bed. Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm, that's <laughs> jerk. Um, when he he was reading the book, and so he was Tomas, uh, the conquistador, and then he it uh, was the beep, and then it went to the future him waking up, hearing the beep of her dying, looking at the tree, the tree dies, and then it like flips to modern time where he sees her in the hospital bed mm-hmm. dying. Um, but he went like, well, that's a little, sp- that, that's a, a good look into how it works. And I was like, how, what works? What are you talking about? And then like, and then, uh, like 30 minutes later, he actually does kind of say one thing that kind of talks about how they interplay between the three. Mm-hmm. But even then, like he, he kind of realizes that he's stepped in it a little bit and then he just goes oh wait and then he just starts talking about something else <laughs> you're like dude come on um but i also i i i'm saying i hate that but that's the way in order to be a piece of postmodern art that's what you have to do like you yeah. have to put intentionally put pieces there that correlate 
postmodern artists around the world, please listen. <laughs> Pieces that correlate. <laughs> you can't throw a bathroom, up a bathroom stall up in a museum and call it art because it's just not. Well, you didn't expect that to be here. Yeah, I didn't. Do I use it? Like, is that part of your... <laughs> It's a bathroom stall. Yeah, I, I can see. It's art. No, it's it's not. It's not art. Um, I, 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 I've argued with people about that. <laughs> um, but the things that correlate, and he he's really good about that. Uh, and then not fully defining the story for you mm-hmm. and letting you go in and be like, how does it fit together? You tell me. Uh, and la- and watching it last night, I was finally watching uh, the the time traveling thing has always felt like a like an add on, like like they didn't think normal people would like the movie, so they describe it in the synopsis that he is a time traveler. Do they really? I don't. Is what it is what it feels like to me. Like the movie, the movie feels like the past is just the story, and then like maybe he's working some stuff out mentally through reading the story, mm-hmm. and then the future. Uh, I did quotes in the air for people at home. Uh, is uh, uh, like his subconscious or like like the afterlife. And he's on his way to, like, that's his soul's mm-hmm. flight to the, I mean, paradise or where he spends afterlife or heaven or I mean, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um Yeah. Or, or even, like, his inner consciousness, his subconscious. Um, but, yeah. And there's no real reference in the film that he's a time traveler. No, I, I never thought of them as... I only thought of them as thematically and visually connected, not literally connected. Obviously, yeah. Hugh Jackman and um, oh gosh, what's her name? Rachel Weisz. Weiss. Rachel Weisz. Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weisz are uh, in. They play characters in all three storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never thought of them as the same person. I always thought of them as like, okay, well, the whole idea of the movie is that there's life in death so rebirth and sort of like not necessarily reincarnation maybe but that's not necessarily what it's saying and it's it's this cycle and the whole idea is that it's like you don't need to be afraid of death because death is not something that is bad it's just a part of life yeah and or like the beginning of a and it's the beginning of new life and you are a part of that even if you're not the center of it you know and so i just thought of it as like through you know hundreds and hundreds of years and whatever like we have another person who is just well, like well see he does play with so, that a little bit though uh, sure but like i just don't i don't like, see any like she's the tree yeah no i know that well i mean like her dead body he plants the seed yeah so she lit like if you want to read it that way she literally becomes that tree she is that tree uh body at least in body maybe not in spirit uh and then like he's lived on for 500 years and he's finally bringing her body to heaven with him 
because he figured out some way to get there. In, you in this sure weird you could spaceship. you could do that, yes, but you can't. I can't think of any way that you could connect the conquistador to. Uh, n- no, the conquistador kind of no matter what is is, yeah. is dead dead. <laughs> so like I yeah I get those things, but I don't. I think you get we get into trouble if we try to make all this stuff literal i think it's all supposed to be symbolic oh yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying about the there's connections sure the pieces of the postmodern art yeah i mean some people are gonna throw that together yeah but it makes that's why it makes sense that we have this whole thing with the trees because that idea is passed along through the story that she tells about the man who whose father died and he says well my father's body isn't there anymore like i i you could dig him up and he would be gone because mm-hmm. he is this tree now. He is in the birds. He has flown because they ate from the tree. All, so all that stuff, it's like part of that like Mayan belief system. And so, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, there is a lot there. And there's definitely a lot of connection between the pieces that I that makes sense. But I don't think that, I think anyone coming into this movie trying to make sense of the details or like where how did we get to like this where are these how are dudes those connections from like you're yeah. not gonna the conversations that happen around something like uh like a marvel film like in the forums for a marvel film are are not gonna get you anywhere <laughs> with this movie and i'm not that's not me dissing on, on anything marvel it, it's just that's kind of like that's, it's like well, okay the point uh, the here's, a, here's yeah, a good example uh the conversations that happened around any episode of lost while it was airing on tv yeah are not going to help you in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about what's happening. It's just about experiencing what these characters are experiencing in that moment. Um, Yeah. But, but the synopsis of the movie will say over the course of a thousand years, a conquistador travels to Shabalba is mm. is essentially as like watching the movie. I'm like, that feels like, such a weird light. I mean, a lot of times people, I mean, it's advertising. Anytime advertising gets, they're, they're trying to hook the people. That yeah, but even like he wrote the film and Ari Handel, I think is his name, wrote the film. They had to have passed off on that sentence, right? Not always. Yeah? Yeah, not always. I mean, Okay. I would I would think they at least like went and the the producers might have been okay. like you can you can kick and scream all you want but your movie's not going to make any money unless we tell people it's about time travel. Yeah. I mean and yeah, it was a very cheaply made movie cuz they didn't think it was going to get a lot of they didn't I think mean, it was going to make any so, money. So, it's it's a weird movie. Uh I mean but even you can go back and look at stuff uh like the doctor when she's in the hospital, his coat's oversized because they had a fatter dude lined up to play it. And then it turned out uh, they had an actual neuroscientist mm. like on set saying stuff he would normally say. And he, he was just like sweaty and he couldn't do it. But he was a large man. Uh-huh. So he brought in his jacket. And so they had a, a local actor come in really quick That's funny. to film the rest of the day. But like his like when you see him in the wide shot, the jacket's like way too big <laughs> and uh yeah i mean stuff like that they didn't have a lot of money if you look at stuff like that you're like oh okay that's funny i had never noticed that um and you can uh and watching it last night i finally 
I don't know. I, I finally realized anytime they're up above them, is the, do you know what I mean when I'm even saying this? Like when they're when we're looking directly down on them, as if we're literally above the characters in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's kind of like him looking at the stuff in the microscope. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about that, and I was like, oh, so it's like we're all viewing it from like that God view. Well, he always there's there's a lot of like up and looking up and looking down perspectives throughout the whole. Yeah. Film. I mean, even in just like when they travel from one place to another, the camera flips from being upside down to right side up. Mm-hmm. When uh, he has like any sort of like epiphany or thought, he looks up, up and he like every has, time, yeah. but he's looking up into and what all, looks and like all what's, three characters do that yeah. individually too. Yeah. And they look like they're looking into uh, a culture, like a mic- something in a microscope. Yeah. But it's also just supposed to be a light fixture in the, you know, and it's, or is it something in their mind? Is it their mind kind of having an experience of euphoria? Like who knows? There's all kinds of things that are just like, don't make sense, but make sense. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I like how this, all three stories are connected just by how good the transitions in this film are. There's a lot of really great practical oh, there, there transitions. There was some that he, he talks about and he said he took, it took like six years to come up with to them. work th- fully through it like he had the idea of it but then like finally getting it to look good yeah was 2000 to 2006 i mean it makes sense <laughs> there's a lot of intricacy for sure i mean i love just the initial setup when we're bouncing around with the characters oh it's crazy and, then, and it's yeah. like this version of hugh jackman is now in the future or this other version and then it cuts to izzy and it cuts back to him and he now has hair can you and like can all you this imagine stuff is just like, uh like being a set dresser and like trying to keep all that straight it's like okay so future hugh jackman the future guy the bald one yeah this is a modern set what are we doing yeah i mean yeah but i mean it's got to be confusing to someone well, i'm right? sure someone's got to like, keep track of it for sure well and they'd be freaking out when they came to work that day be like oh no 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 <laughs> wait did i do this right no hold on, hold on. god okay. oh uh, god <laughs> yeah oh i'm sure dailies you know dailies were a huge part of of making sure that this project okay, so was going smoothly but dailies tomorrow. are essentially once you filmed everything you filmed one day uh, the post team will go and get all that stuff put together roughly and then send it back to you so that the like above the line team, so director, producers, all them, uh, can watch the footage back either later that night or earlier the next day mm-hmm. so they can make sure that they got everything that they needed. Um, it's usually a like very rough cut, not very well put together, but uh, gives them enough information that they can be like, okay, yeah, we can move on. We can, we can actually move we can, on we when, when to... we, after we said we'd move on. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine those dailies were probably very important for them to be able to see, did this transition work? <laughs> did we put him in the right costume in that scene? Or did oh, we, well, you're supposed cause to be there's so Tommy. much stuff to juggle <laughs> mentally on a movie like this, on any movie, but much, you know, but this movie in particular, there's just a lot, lot going on. Oh, and on um, on top of that, he talked about uh, how they if they had the time, they would sit there and be like, "Hey, Hugh, this time do it like you're a little mad." Mm. Okay, go. 
Oh, that was pretty good. This time do it like you're a little sad. <laughs> okay, go. This time do it like you're riding down a pony. <laughs> like, like if I, Yeah, but he was talking about how he was a great sport and he would sit there all day and do like 30 different takes of it. And I'd be mm-hmm. like me sitting there listening to that. I was like, I would give you five and walk out like that's Hugh Jackman seems like a good sport he seems like he's always up for the challenge even if uh he's working with a director who is maybe a little bit of uh now can you do it an egomaniac a little Uh, sad that's the thing with with Aronofsky is he's very he's very talented Mm -hmm. he obviously knows how to make a movie he knows how to tell a story he knows how to handle complex issues in a way that is um both interesting visually and mentally but he's a i get the sense he's very experimental while on while yeah and that's fine you know it's weird i haven't seen mother but uh, and i don't know the timeline of these things this is just another thing that's weird about him is that he he's not now this isn't true for every film that he's made but for at least three He's been either married to or in a relationship with the main female character in the movie, with with a primary female character in the film. Mm-hmm. So, with Requiem for a Dream, he was, I believe, he was married to Jennifer Connelly at the time. I don't know if she was in the movie because she was his wife, or if, or or like if that was Wh- part of it. Which one preceded? Or yeah. if they got married after this relationship that they had while making the film. I have a feeling that it's not because he's putting his wife or girlfriend in these movies i have a feeling that like his style of directing is just so intimate intimate (laughs) that they like have this like almost like camp relationship yeah where it's like this super high high where you're like oh man and then once they come down i love you they realize oh we're we're not really good for each other because none of those relationships have worked out (laughs) like you know even with rachel wise he was married to her while they were making the fountain or married to her shortly after i'm not sure uh yeah, jennifer lawrence when first, they made yeah. mother he was in a relationship with jennifer Wait, lawrence. i would think i would think it's after because he talked about uh in the commentary how hugh was the one who suggested rachel weiss be the girl oh, okay so there must have been after. so yeah i would assume just from that one little tidbit but so darren onoski just falls in love with whoever he's with working the with. women he's working with <laughs> so weird i mean it's weird but it's not weird like i don't know yeah, I mean, I guess, kind of both ways. Like, how could you not? You know, but like, how could you do? How could you keep doing it? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not working out. I love you so much. He doesn't. I don't know how long his relationship with those women lasted, but I don't think they lasted very long. Um, but yeah, it's so funny to me. I just think it's like <laughs> it's happened at least three times that I know of. And uh, well, he's always like, "You're my muse," and they're like, "Oh, muse." Yeah. <laughs> I wonder though if like it, like his movies that I'm thinking of that it didn't happen in were Noah and um, Black Swan, and I wonder if if he fell in love with any of the people in those movies <laughs> and they just didn't you know reciprocate. Like Mila Kunis was like, no, I like Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh. Yeah, Natalie Portman fell in love with her dance instructor. So, I think that's who she's married to. Yeah, she's so cool, Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's so smart. Yeah, she's smart. She's smart. 
She real smart. That's probably what Aronofsky said. Hey, girl. Man, she's so cool. She's so smart. You want to get married after this? Hey, girl, you're real smart. I fell in love with the dance instructor. Oh. Ah, shoot. Hey, can we fire that dance instructor? <laughs> ah, dang, we need him. Ah, speaking of that, I just mm. fired him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just proposed last night. And I said, oh, oh so. gosh, dang it. Dad, go. Just I, missed it. He can stay. That's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll keep working with him. When that thing about him. No. <laughs> he's just like, he's only hiring people just to go out with him. Darren, you dog. Uh, I, and what's funny, uh, Jenny and I went to New York uh, several years ago. A few years ago. I don't remember when. Uh, and we ended up down at Battery Park is what it's called right next to the the water and there was some sort of rally kind of protest type thing happening it's a bunch of young people and i'll be honest i don't actually remember what they were protesting (laughs) off the top of my head but we walked through the whole thing there was like no it wasn't it wasn't uh occupy wall street was that what it was called (laughs) something like that yeah uh it wasn't that there was it was well after that but Afterwards, I was just on social media, and at Darren Aronofsky posted something, and he had taken a picture of that rally and made some comments about it because he was there. And I was like, "Oh, interesting! Like, I know exactly where he's standing when he took that picture." So it's so weird that we were like, "You we were in the same in place." It was your face. Yeah, it was me. And I turned <laughs> and I said, "Hi," and he said, "Man, like, that Randy, he's so Whoa. smart. He's so cool. <laughs> he's right over there." Hey. <laughs> No, I didn't see the post until <laughs> I think maybe the next day. So it wasn't like I, I did. I mean, honestly, I don't think I could pick him out in a crowd either. I know you, what he looks you like. You ran but back I, to but the I, spot and you're like, are you Darren? He's kind of just a normal looking guy. So I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was here last night. Oh, dang. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> like it's like it's just some Asian tourist guy, and you're like, "Hey, Darren, <laughs> no." <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sorry about that, my mistake. <laughs> it was 12 hours ago, so to be fair, <laughs> let's see if he's still standing there. <laughs> it's, a cl- it's like the closest I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> he could be right around. Hey, Darren, here. Mila Kunis is uh, in Battery Park. <laughs> Where you took that picture yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said something about she and Ashton had a fight. <laughs> Darren, you dog. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so speaking of uh, <laughs> marriage and, and trouble with marriage and all that other stuff, uh, and love and life and death and everything in between, uh, this movie's got a lot. A lot going on. And and you talked about how this movie Well, I wanna jump back I wanna I wanna back up just a second. You start off by saying it didn't hit you the same way, but you know as powerful. You know that it's still good. Oh yeah. You know that it is, but it just didn't emotionally didn't hit you the same way. I think that's fine. I think that's that's normal. That's what happens, you know. I mean, any yeah. the first time you experience anything is always going to be the most visceral uh experience, the most visceral version of that. Uh, may not be the best experience you have the first time, but it will be a memorable one because it's you've never had that experience before. Until we can get like memory eraser, <laughs> sure things. Yeah, 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 that'd be so great. 
Um, I could play Last of Us Two again. And I don't know, know if it would be coming. great. There's a movie about that called The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and, yeah, and it's not have, the best that's thing. The pr- that's the problems <laughs> with it. I mean, too. it has it has problems and and pros and well, cons, and but. they immediately regret it. I wouldn't regret playing through Last of Us Two again and experiencing it for the first time. Like what, what if would, what, what if, would I miss from erasing the first time of it? What if well your first experience was really good? What if every experience after that was really bad? How would it? Be uh, bad? You've got an annoying roommate that keeps interrupting. <laughs> um, you have well then I would just uh, want to erase your that PlayStation. Time and do your it PlayStation again. dies, uh, and you you can't. That find did happen one. on Last of Us One. I um, played. I got to the sewer part, and then it yellow lighted. You erase the memory, and then. Uh, Naughty Dog and PlayStation have a falling out and PlayStation <laughs> and wipes the it. game from their system. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I need the memory back. <laughs> I think it was really good. <laughs> uh, but this movie's really good. And I think it, it is. It has a lot of power. And I, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I've seen this movie yeah, I wanted to ask, many I times. I wanted to ask. Uh, we watched it with. Lolly. Someone who hadn't seen it. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted after I was disappointed to ask Lolly if he had those emotions instead, and then I would have been more okay with it. Well, Lolly's also, different. I, I don't know. I if also he... didn't want to get like into it right while you and yeah. I were there, and we're going to talk about it today too. But yeah, I. I mean, Lolly's a different person. He he's definitely like, at least from what I know of him, he's very. I don't know. This feels weird talking about him on a podcast <laughs> when he's not around. He just doesn't show emotion, at least not around me. So maybe he does. Maybe I mean, he cries even, even all the time. Said, I don't know. Even when he but, said last <laughs> night, he was he like got up. He was like laying down on your side couch over there watching the film. He just got up after it ended and went, "I gotta call my fiance and yeah. go lay down." Yeah, and I but I don't know if he was just joking around or if like that's actually what he felt like. You know, maybe he did. Shout out to Lolly. Hey, Lolly, give us your thoughts. Join us next time. Um. But he still hasn't been on yet. He has not. Uh, but that's, that's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. I, I would be interested to know what <laughs> what Lolly actually thought about it. But we've we both seen this movie several times, and I speaking for myself, it was one that I watched every couple of years because it was my favorite movie for the longest time. And I would watch it, and there's a few key moments that. I would think, okay, I'm not going to cry this time because mm. I know what's, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know it's there. I'm not in the same place I was a couple years ago. I'm not going to cry this time. And then I would cry. It would hit me. <laughs> and I'd be like, this movie's amazing. It doesn't matter that I've seen it five or six times it already. Still does it's it, still yeah. going to hit me every time. And we went into this one and I've been like, man, it's been like nine years since I've seen this. It's definitely it's not. probably not. I have taken it off of my top five list. Yeah. Because I've seen movies that I just feel like, you know what? These movies are better. I still think this movie is amazing. It, it's a, it is definitely one of the films, like a formative film for me. Mm. But I'm acknowledging, okay, there's other stuff out there that has that been more impactful to me now since then. And that's okay. Yeah, I think but, I think I sort of keep it there out of like a... That's your favorite, and I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it is a good, it is a good conversation starter for sure because it's an odd duck. Yeah, um, and I and I do still really love the movie. Yeah, and watching it last night, I, 
I didn't really have a hard time with with this, but I, I at first I was like, okay, I don't want to put on my critical glasses and watch it through this way. Like it's just not that kind of movie. Like I don't want to. I want to watch it with open eyes and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that part's maybe not as good as I remember it, or this part's a little cheesy. And at first there was a couple things in it that I thought, all right, yeah, the lighting here's a little weird. It's not the best in this scene. Uh, this scene's um it's a little it's we're going in pretty heavy into this idea here and it's a little maybe over the top and okay i could see why maybe some people don't really care for this movie that way but then like that lasted like a few minutes and after that i was like yeah, yeah this movie's especially great especially at the beginning when he they try to make everything really dark yeah well it was particularly it was this scene where he's doing tai chi with like the stars as Behind the background him, yeah, and and I, it's a beautiful shot but at the time, watching it last night, I was thinking, this is kind of cheesy. It might be. I think it would be cheesy if I thought it was CGI, but I know it's not. Yeah. I And the thing is, is like, I'm saying that in the moment as I'm watching it. Yeah. As I, because I'm looking for, I'm looking for reasons why people don't like this movie because I don't see them. And I'm like, maybe this is it. Oh, maybe it, this part I mean, is it's it. It's just a little, little, it's a little dramatic. It's a little, it's super weird. What it talks about he's eating a tree that's yeah. a human with skin. No, I, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we'll, we'll get to this. We'll get to this. <laughs> I want to talk about this as well, but I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, no, it's still just as good as I remember this. Yeah. It's older. Sure. And it shows its age a little, but it's like, I mean, it's not that old. It's like 15, 16 years old. And I, I still, no, it's yeah. 2006. Yeah. Um, I, I still love it. Like I love this movie so yeah, much was, and yeah, literally the, the moments they came and I wasn't balling, but I got choked up oh, and yeah. my eyes started to well. And I, I just thought, man, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like no matter where I'm at in life, this it's movie always, yeah. this movie always finds me in the right way. And I don't like, so there's just something about it, I, and that's that's why it has remained so special to me for so long. And but even when and you're you're saying that even though you you didn't tear up or it didn't hit you emotionally this time, oh, definitely not the peak. Still, I, st- I still had some <laughs> yeah. some snotty, but that's okay. <laughs> like you are there, a different person. A, yeah, there was one point where I went like, <laughs> yeah. oh god, it doesn't, it does. Yeah, that's great. It doesn't. I looked around at you and I was like, that wasn't. It doesn't take away from those previous experiences at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean the movie's any less good or any less powerful just because it wasn't. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, I think I cried at a new point, like, Mm -hmm. like two tears. Yeah. One at each eye <laughs> at a new at a new point last night. Hmm. Um, it was in the future when he's when he's like, uh, I just have to take a little bit, mm. and it's like, oh god, like this whole thing is selfish. Yeah, and he's constantly taking from her, and then like the metaphor that, that then throws on the modern story, where she's like. I'm going to die. And he's like, no, no. Like kind of like yeah. a, and, and, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll even give it to my, 
I'm living with my two nieces for now while they wait on moving into a new house. Sure. Uh, so I've seen like a four-year-old a couple of times just do the, no, like mm-hmm. the kid, no, I don't want to do it thing. So I saw that in him when he's like, don't talk about that, no. And it's like, oh, you're a selfish little child. Mm. And you won't just accept things for how they are, even though she is. And I'm, I'm like, I'm almost tearing up now. <laughs> God, it's, uh, and that was a completely new point for me about how he was chasing immortality when she was completely okay with what she already had. And that mm. hits like that same thing with everything, everywhere all at once. It's just be happy with what you have, be in the present, enjoy the now. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, but he's like taking from the tree and he's like stealing mm. what's not really his, but he's in a relationship with it and he's constantly pulling from that other person. Ooh. And it, yeah. yeah. And like made me like mad at him. And I was like, ooh, I don't like you right now. <laughs> That's really good. That's good. I I noticed, I mean, I mentioned to you last night that I noticed something similar that I hadn't really thought about previously. I, I, I'd made the connection that, yes, he's being a little bit selfish, but not previously not as deep as what you just described just now. No. But I did, for whatever reason, had never noticed or realized that he's probably been floating through space for millennia. Mm-hmm. And so he's just taking a little bit, a little bit here and there. Yeah. And he's, well, he's, well, even it like turns into the, like this lie and manipulation. It's mm-hmm. like, I just need a little bit. Yeah. It's like, but, but look at, look, like, you can even go back and look at the big patch that he's created. It's like, but look at what you've done yeah. to this person, to this other person, to this yeah. thing. Like, you're killing it. Just yeah. because you won't accept, yeah. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that made me tear up. I was like, I've never seen that in this. To me, it was, I mean, it was just like a, like a doomed relationship. And he was sad about it ending, but mm. he wouldn't, He his refusal to let it go and to let it just be was literally hurting her. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot here about marriage. I mean, specifically because I think the movie itself is really about death and how we face it, mm-hmm. um, or even and like then this, even it's death, told death within of relationships. The, sure, yeah. yeah, it's told within the the you know world of a a marital relationship and one that is probably or had been healthy mm-hmm. potentially before she got sick. But I love the different representations of that sickness. How one is cancer, and uh, one is like the uh, the Inquisition. Yeah, and the, and, and they even say like spreading like a cancer. Yeah, and you're There's, like ah okay. Yeah, well, she says a disease. <laughs> she doesn't say cancer, but yeah, they didn't know what cancer was at that time. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, she. But I mean, even just the way that like as they're taking territory, he's like pulling out this like. It's supposed to be like some red ink or paint, but it looks like blood, and he's just smearing it across. The, yeah, and the director's the commentary. So, I, I don't so know if it awful. was like some super dry joke, but he went, "That's literally his blood." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" I would. Oh, he's probably talking about when he pricks his finger with the pin. Is that what you're talking about? No, it was during that part when he's spreading the blood. He goes, "That was really his blood." That, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> 
title. Like, that was the weirdest joke. <laughs> yeah, the the when he's giving himself the tattoo on the thing, that's not Hugh Jackman's hand, but they pulled somebody, he pulled an, uh, a crew member on set who had a lot of tattoos and said, hey, do you want to get an extra tattoo? Mm. Yeah. So that was real. <laughs> but yes. I, uh, I think it was... Ezra was the name, something like that. Who really got the tattoo? That's fun. Yeah, but can you imagine? Like, I don't know. It seems like a big budget film, but then er, there was there was no money the whole time they were in production. So, even like the extras in the Grand Inquisition scene, those are all crew. Mm. And he went around asking who would shave their head. To be in the shot. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I, I'm, Hi, I know you're making snacks for everybody right now, but would you mind would hanging you mind? upside down um, and then being dropped like 12 feet? And you, you're, um, you dude, <laughs> would you mind sitting down? You're going to have to shave your head. Skin balls. <laughs> no, get out of here. I love, okay, so something I didn't notice before was that, uh, um, Oh, what is his name? Tio. Uh, he's the uncle Salamanca in Breaking Bad in the wheelchair with the bell. He's the priest who has the dagger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same actor. He's in, uh, I've never seen him in anything other. Well, I didn't know I'd Requiem seen him for a Dream, anything. too. Is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Requiem for a Dream one time in high school, and that's a movie that <laughs> I was like, I understand that this movie is very good. Yeah. I do not want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> now, I probably would react to it a lot differently now because it's been like, you know, yeah, I feel 15, like you need to years. watch that again. But uh, yeah, it was a trip when I first saw it. Oh, it's just like all I remember is everyone's horrible ending. Oh, yeah, it's just awful. It's it, like, it's like, life's yeah, you're just like, oh, God, no, for every single person. Yep. Uh, that and like a clockwork orange. I don't remember any of it other than going, Oh no, he's still bad. <laughs> oh no. Society did this to him. Yeah. Oh no. I do like the, I mean, the Aronofsky, Aronofsky, Aronofsky isms. Aronofsky. His like, Anything, any, anytime anything is being made, cooked, or crafted, it's a lot of close-up, uh, quick succession insert shots. Just like, <laughs> lots of like, when he's like creating the the paste that he's going to uh, tattoo his arm with, or the, the ink, mm. it goes through the whole process of him heating the the tool and then making the, the paste and then in adding elements to that. But it's a boiling this and doing that. And it's this quick six, you know, a lot of shots in quick succession. Yeah. That's a very requiem for a dream thing when they're making drugs. It's all these like, and then it cuts to like that. Yeah. Like, I haven't thought about that, but that is, he does that a it. lot, at least in this movie and in requiem. I don't remember if he does it in the other films or not, but <laughs> when Noah's putting each animal no. on. It's like one <laughs> quick shot of each animal. He's like, get on, get on, get on. Get on, <laughs> yeah. get on elephant. Nephilim, I got a problem. <laughs> Nephilim, I got a problem. Get him on the boat. 
Okay, we I said we would get to this later. What? Why do you think that that people? I'm not talking about just your regular person. I'm talking about people who love movies. Don't like this movie. Why do you think so many of them don't like this movie? Because this movie does not have good reviews. No. Um, It did not get, it was not well accepted when it came out. It is mostly still not well accepted. I feel like it's finding a cult following though. Is it? A little bit. I've only met two people that have seen it. Yeah, but when you type it on YouTube, you'll get a lot of like videos that praise it, but they're they're like 10 years later, five years later. Well, maybe. I haven't gone searching for that stuff, but just from just people I know mentioning stuff, like even just saying, hey, yeah, one of the movies I really love is The Fountain. I've had people straight up tell me like that I'm just wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that's not how it works. But I get like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what do you, what am I not seeing I that you s- think is awful I about this see- movie? Or what are you not seeing that, you know, I don't know. I can see us being in the Bible belt right now. Like people not liking that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about just like regular well, I, people. Well, I mean like because I'm talking I don't about. Know. I grew up in California, oh, even in you, LA, you, you and didn't say people that like where movies, people yeah. that are just like all about movies and people love weird stuff. People just flat out tell me like, "No, you're wrong. Like that movie is not good." It's a. I mean it. It's a little over dramatic. It, it's. It's it's like see how sad this is. It's sad. Are you sad? Be sad. Be sad. She's going to die. She's got cancer. Oh, maybe they cured the cancer. He didn't cure it. They're sad. See how sad it is. She's going <laughs> to die. It's sad, isn't it? Oh, she died. Look how sad it is. It's sad. It's so sad. I don't think it's over the top. I, I mean, think it's uh, just the right uh, amount. Uh, I could see how some people watching it would be like, okay. Uh, but it only uh, like, like for you to pull that out and say that's what you don't like about it. It, you're like I don't know. You're being real sensitive about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, come in, Tanner. Because it's Tanner, only a come little. in. Hey, bud. Oh, are you guys making stuff on there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the movie The Fountain? Yeah, yeah, he hasn't seen it. I was going to ask, why do you not like it? <laughs> Well, good luck with the elephant. Where is it at right now? Okay. I think so. I just No, I've heard it's going to be big though. I'll come we'll come take a look here in a little bit. Indian elephant, African elephant. <laughs> big one, that's all. The bigger one. African elephant. Um, what were you saying? Why people don't people I mean, I'm guessing that's why some people might not like it. Um, other, I don't, yeah, I don't know. May, I mean, other than it just doesn't hit, like maybe, I don't, maybe they don't get it. That's the thing is like, I, I don't I, know. I, that can't be true. That can't, it can't be it's, that it's like. It's definitely true for some people. I don't know what percentage of people who are like, you know, our big movie people, I would probably say they're usually more intelligent. Maybe this. Okay. This is when I moved here, I didn't know. I knew one person that liked the fountain when I lived in California. (laughs) 
That doesn't mean that more didn't exist. I just only knew one of them. Then I moved like, here you're to like Mississippi. On the and you're like, anybody. I moved to Mississippi <laughs> and I met two people living in the same town who liked the movie. Okay. You being one of them. So <laughs> the fact that like I can count the number of people that I know like this movie on my on one hand. Yeah. And include myself in that number. And well, there's I mean, only I four. I'm not like I'm not like on a corner it's, with a poster yeah, board. Yeah, but but people, I feel like it's one. It's not a movie that really comes up in conversation that much. Uh, but I feel like more I pe- talk about it enough. <laughs> more people should say if they like it or not, and should have told you that they do. I've shown this movie <laughs> to my wife, and I still don't know if she likes it or not. <laughs> so, I think she likes it, like. Because Randy likes it, you know, like uh, she's she supportive. Li- likes that you but like she, it, yeah. yeah. And it's it's more. Like, she's like, I think it's great that you love something so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if she actually really like likes it. How he, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. So that. I don't know. It's just a weird. It's just weird to me. It feels like I, it can't be that we have stumbled onto some. <laughs> Some knowledge <laughs> that no one else can understand but us. That, that's not know. the truth. I, I think there's something that we're missing that makes it bad. That makes us idiots. Maybe and maybe, everybody else. Like, maybe so. Maybe there's maybe. Just something about it that I just don't care about. And actually, I'm okay with that. I yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with that. I am. It, I am what I am. This movie does I'm mean so not much to me. It. So, uh, I don't know. I get the feeling even Darren Aronofsky likes it a lot. He's in the director's commentary, he was talking about how they got so much footage from them doing multiple takes mm-hmm. so many times that he could probably cut together another movie. <laughs> the Fountain Part yeah. 2. Well, and he was like, uh, I'd be interested to do that someday. And I was like, so even he wants to revisit it, you know? Maybe he has, and it wasn't as good as he thought it was going to be. So he's like, well, this well, is Well, I the- mean, that was from the 2006-2007 commentary, yeah. yeah, but. I really need to see Mother. I haven't seen Mother yet. Um, It feels like it falls into the same category in the sense of, like, how, like, some people that I've talked to about it really love it. I could And then nobody else knows that. about it. Um, <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, I have not watched it. It's more of a horror film, isn't it? Then, um, oh, okay, well, don't say nothing. I, just, I still want to see it. I, I don't know. Who's call, who said horror? Uh, well, I thought that was how it was advertised was as a horror film, not a scary movie. No, where there's lots of jump I mean, scares like and stuff. None of it. Okay, it made it seem like it was. Um, horrible. I mean, you know how Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has the one part where it gets scary, like okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> where like he's rowing on the boat and is like the, is this creepy Are well about i thought like black swan i would consider horror and that would be the like that's what i kind of thought was more of that mm, it, that's too much of a fairy tale like an adult fairy tale it's still horror i i mean i guess most fairy tales are horror i, I mean consider. yeah you're not wrong yeah, it's not doesn't mean that that's all they are. Look, you're not wrong. I just wouldn't <laughs> call it that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, same with the fountain. Well, no, no not I wouldn't. The same with no, the fountain. I call it that at all. 
Uh, Midsummer. Yeah, we've talked about that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't. It, no part of me. When you when you say horror, there's no part of me that's like, oh, Midsummer. Like those don't even correlate. See, I think of I think of Midsummer as being like the peak. I horror. I can agree with how you would say that, but it's just an adult fairy tale that doesn't shy away from gruesome. But I yeah, I would just argue that like horror is something that isn't just one thing. It can be part of a lot of things. Yeah. And most films, while they might primarily be one genre, can be uh, well, yeah, grouped into other yeah. genres as well. I actually just went back and re-listened to our podcast where uh, the lamb and last night and so and we talk about this. do we okay well we're repeating ourselves <laughs> but yeah i mean i was sort of doing the same thing but even then i i eventually kind of caved and said like you just gave up because well I, was I think i think i said um, fine randy you're right <laughs> horror is it's a horror movie. category but it doesn't have to include scary scary is a Correct. subgenre of horror but stuff like stuff dealing with horrific things even though not necessarily horrifying in the dealing with them like black swan i think it's more presentation it's not necessarily the subject yeah oh, okay so it's a horror film but it's not horrifying which one are you talking about black swan yeah i mean uh, it's it's kind mother. of spooky it's got some spooky stuff i haven't seen mother so i don't know yeah but black but swan i'm, I'm kind of tying all this together so. kind of like that you know yeah let's say let's say black swan has horror elements i'm, and I'm not way more okay film. with saying that okay. yeah that's fine perfect but we i would also it. say that about midsummer <laughs> Like it's uh it's well, a, it's like an my adult friends fairy in California would say elements. about my love for this movie. Uh, you're wrong. It's a bad <laughs> movie with good parts. Or, or, or. What? No, no. I'm like, what would they say about it? It's a bad it's a good movie with, good movie with terrible parts. It is a movie with parts. It is a movie. It has parts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, unless there's something like blatantly obvious that I just don't see. And if I don't, I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm okay with being who I am. And if I don't see it, well, yeah, that's oh, fine. I'm just curious if like you had had conversations with anybody who didn't like it and you were able to be like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Or I, I see where you're coming from. No, I live here. You so know? every conversation <laughs> I have is the fountain. What's that? Well, like <laughs> I said, I know more people here that like the fountain <laughs> than I ever met in California that liked it. So there's probably... Maybe some people listening that are like, Randy, we had conversations about that movie, and I love that movie. <laughs> well, even even getting to the They'll point where you're the asking. One. They'll think they're the one person. <laughs> there you go. Even getting to the point with me where you're asking me in public what my favorite movie is, that's like that's like three years into a relationship, All a right. friend relationship with me, because the first two and a half years, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so... I don't know that uh, a lot of people have asked me like what my favorite movie is, to be honest. But of the ones who have, it's like, I'm, I mean, I guess it's The Fountain. What's The Fountain? Yeah. Yeah. I knew this wasn't going to work out. <laughs> ah, that's what I thought you'd say. Ah, figures. 
You've never watched good movies. No. Uh, but yeah, I've heard, I've heard that <laughs> most, most of the time. Fountain, what's that? Uh, and, in, and even then, the follow-up is that, that movie about the, uh, you know, Immortal, Tree of Life, uh, Hugh Jackman, Rachel Weisz. Oh, I think I, I think I remember the poster for that movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it had a good poster, yeah. <laughs> good poster. Killer poster, yeah. That's what it was. Okay, what's a what's a moment in the film that just that you love, one that hits you, uh, it just impacts you in a certain way, whatever that might be. Like, what's just a moment in the film that you just really love? Uh, I'd say the new one last night was that selfishness hit. I was like, oh my god, oh jeez, he's he's ruining everything, he's killing everything. He won't just let it go. Um, before that. I don't know the fir- like the first time I saw it, dude. The the supernova scene at the end, mm. it's just uh, and especially uh, you know with a th- like li- li- like the loud theater sound and then that like that little catchy like the uh, like when that hits, it's like mm. boosh, and like I can remember <laughs> in the theater like it goes dark and then shoots up and then like his body does that shooting thing uh-huh. and then uh and then like his little particles rain down the tree and then it grows back and then dies again and you like i was losing my mind yeah. and i like i think i was actually out of my seat <laughs> and i like looked at everybody else in the theater and they're all doing that face like what is this stupid <laughs> and i'm like I'm losing my mind. I'm like in the theater, like jumping up and down like an idiot. Like that is so good. <laughs> and that to me is like what I what I think no movie will ever beat. Like that's the peak. And like the, when I'm talking about like I don't hit that peak, that's the peak I'm talking about. So of course I'm never going to hit that peak again. Yeah. There's a lot of moments like that in anything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that felt very reminiscent of just like love the fountain. Maybe the Daniels love the fountain. Maybe we need to talk to them. <laughs> we can ask them. Uh, <laughs> what is it that people? <laughs> why do people not like this movie? Why, do, why does everyone not love this movie like we do? Like you do? I hate that movie. I don't understand this. Thank you for your time. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> like you do? The Fountain? I freaking hate that movie. I thought you liked it. I'm sorry. Why? Uh, I was going to ask a deeper question. I don't know if you care. Do what? Why? Do I care? Why? Well, yeah, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. <laughs> That's so weird. It feels like I'm going to ask you like this crazy question. It's probably not that bad. I don't know of anything anyone in the world could ever ask me that I wouldn't answer. Hmm. <laughs> Ladies, like I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Ladies. So what about the, the first one? The one that you mentioned was uh, the thing that stood out to you this this time around. Why do you think that one stood out to you this time and not mm. the other times? Because I, cause I went through that. And even if even if in my divorce that's not something that played out between the two of us, that's something that would play out in a normal scenario between two people 
that might make them have that same conclusion. So I don't, mm, I will, I will sit and think if that happened to me. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was one sided. Mm -hmm. I think we both kind of ate off each other trying to change each other into something else. And, and yeah, it was kind of what ruined it. But yeah, just just the fact that it is. I don't I don't know that I when I saw that I was like oh, me, but it was just like something that he was doing. Sure, it was, it was the emotion that was there, and I'm trying to think like why that why that hits with me and not like the personal part. It doesn't, for something to hit me like that, it doesn't necessarily have to hit something I've been through, you know? Sure. No, it, I, it I can understand be, that. It's clearly. just something that I recognize as like, oh, that would be super tough Yeah. to go through. Yeah, you can know. empathize with it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that empathy? Empathy. <laughs> uh, booyah, ex-wife. Uh, he just said I had empathy. Uh. Um, no. <laughs> No, no, we never, I don't think we ever had that argument. That was just a joke. Um, but I'm more laughing that you said booyah. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something. You gained a lot of credibility with that. that well, was no, I was trying to think of something I could like, that you would say like as a ooh, gotcha, but like obviously really stupid and silly. <laughs> I think that did it. Nailed it. <laughs> booyah. Booyah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just like out and yelling a swear word would have been like, what are you, uh, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Jeremiah uh, lost his mind. <laughs> no, um, yeah. And really, I don't know. I think I empathize with... Uh, I feel like I empathize with characters in movies a lot more easily than I do with people in real life. Like when people in real life are telling me about their problems, my first instinct is to always like, well, stop doing that, do this, and then everything's solved, and then you don't have to feel bad. Like, go to the, what are you, what are you doing feeling sad? Go to a psychiatrist, get some pills, we'll fix it. Would be my first, like, like that's the first thing I think when you're telling me your problems in real life, but in a movie, it's like, I don't know. The fact that I can't talk to that guy makes me kind of, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that would be hard. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Uh, I don't, cause I'm an idiot and I, <laughs> and I try to solve everything as soon as I hear it rather than just, I don't know. It's not, I don't think that's unique to you. I think it's a lot of, I do. The I same think, thing. yeah, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of, modern man to be like oh here's your solution do it and it's like well i wasn't wanting a solution i just wanted you to listen mm. and i don't think i don't think any of us really kind of do that or i think if we do it's very much something we have to learn mm. um it's very societal and and for the masculine to be like well here's your solution do that and it's like, but bro, I just, I said I was hungry, not I wanted KFC. Like, 
Just go to KFC, order number one. You give them $6.15. Here's $6.15. Now you don't have to say that you don't got that. Everything's good. You drive down there. order. You say the words, I want number one. You'll get a number one, six fifteen. Hand them that money that I just gave you over there. Problem solved. You're not hungry anymore. It's like, but I didn't want KFC. It's like, but that's a solution. Shut up. Like, <laughs> I know that's kind of where we exist. Uh, it's super weird how, I don't know what it is about modernity and men and masculinity and solutions, but that's the first thing. It's not only the first thing out of our mouth. It's the first thing in our heads. Mm-hmm. It's just be like, well, here you go. Nope. Here you go. Nope. I already solved that. On to the next problem. I'm, I'm solving problems all day. Wake up solving problems. That's what I do. But yeah. Mm. Um, I would say going through a divorce taught me that too. Mm. Like, uh, it's not about, it's not always about a solution. It's about <laughs> even being willing to listen at some points. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. And in, in, in real life, when I'm physically there, and I can just give you my solution. Uh, it's super hard for me to not just give you my solution. <laughs> do, do you think maybe it's because these? I mean, the characters in these films are are they're not real people. Yeah, so I can't talk back to them. Well, and and not even that. I, there are a lot of times we we're not looking, we're not watching these movies. Oh, the fact and, that it is fiction. Yes, other people. We're looking at these movies and we're looking at these characters and finding pieces of ourselves in those characters. So is it possible that that's why you can empathize with it? Yes. And when it's non-fictional, I would say I probably don't empathize with it, you know? Interesting. Uh, maybe for, maybe for that reason. Yeah. So you can't, you can't watch like a movie that's based on a real person and find traits within them that are similar to things in your own. Not that I can't, I just think I'd be more likely to with a fictional. I mean, that's fair. I can, I can probably, I'd probably agree with that. Mm Hmm. Um, I know a lot of, like, there are a lot of people I know that only read, uh, nonfiction. They only read like lots of, uh, yeah, I'd say I'm exactly not, I, I don't want to call them self-help books, but like self-betterment. Yeah. Uh, even not even that, that sounds cheap because there's a lot of stuff out there that's just kind of like garbage, but well, yeah, that's like how even my, just how my people who are. are like at the top of their field, giving wisdom to people who are wanting to be better in that same field. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever might be. Or stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff like that is what they'll read. And they'll be like, Hey, that was good. You should read this. Jeremiah. I'm like, I have no, well, <laughs> I, I do not care about that <laughs> book at all. I can find, I can find wisdom and inspiration and help in mm-hmm. those in those books and I have but I I often find myself finding similar things in much more powerful and memorable ways through in fiction. fiction yes and I don't know like I don't think there's anything wrong with either way I just think it's uh, I just think it's interesting yeah well yeah for some reason for me I'm definitely hardwired to just prefer a uh, fiction yeah um like you, I mean, I build up the world however you want and yeah. include all that nonfiction stuff, but yeah, 
Yeah. I, if it's a, like if you give me a book and one's fiction and one's nonfiction, you're like, read one. I'm not reading the nonfiction one. <laughs> well, I do read nonfiction. I tend to actually go through spurts of. Me almost, uh, almost never. I yeah. Would, I, would I mean, it's really probably 70, 30. I'm, I'm non 70% fiction and 30% nonfiction. But the nonfiction will all, I, I basically have a period of time every year where it's like, and there's no, I'm not thinking about it. It just kind of happens where I'm like, I'm going to read a nonfiction book. And now I'm going <laughs> to read five nonfiction books all back to back. And then I'm not going to read any more nonfiction for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'll read fiction the rest of the time. And so just because I don't really know why, maybe I'm just like, I have an appetite for something different to sort of cleanse the palate before I jump back into more fiction. Um, but yeah, I found, I mean, I don't know. I found there's so many, so many movies and books and stories just in general that have impacted me so profoundly that uh, it's, you know, five quick tips and tricks on how to do this and that. I don't know. Like they are useful and they are helpful, but they're the things that I forget more quickly than, than the moments in the fountain that have, that have impacted me so much yeah. that I've, that I've gone, that I thought back on in times of my life that maybe had nothing to do with what, like situationally what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't experienced, um, you know, a, a wife who has been dying from cancer, but I have had a family member who has been dying from cancer. But even in situations where the person in real life is not dying from cancer, but maybe, maybe a, a long-term friendship is on the back end and starting to fade. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's the death in, in my life. That's the thing that's falling apart. And, and you're starting to see like, you know, that, that, uh, I'm a kind the kind of person that is, that likes to hang on to things that I, that I love. It, it's hard for me to let go of those things. And so I can see that myself in Hugh Jackman's character, in his obsession to, you, you know, because he may have been selfish in, in, in his quest to conquer death, but it, it was born out of, a love for his wife. Mm-hmm, it was born out of a desperation yeah. to keep her by his side. Well, yeah, it was born out of a pure intention. And it turned into madness and obsession at mm-hmm. the end. But uh, it, um, yeah, I, I can I can see that, you know, in other parts of my own life. And so it, it sort of serves as a, a cautionary tale of like, this is the road that, you're, you know, that it's going to lead down this road. This is where you're going to end up. You know, the the things that are, it's so easy and trite to just be like, just live in the moment and, and just, you know, that's, don't worry about all this, this other stuff, you know, don't worry about saving the world. Just, just be with the ones that you (laughs) love and, you know, go home and spend time with your family and all that stuff sounds nice and all that stuff, but it doesn't really work until you see somebody actually, in Hugh Jackman's position, yeah, fight doing the thing that is the right thing to do, but in the situa- in the long run, it is the exact opposite of yeah. what's right. It's the wrong thing to do, or or even and, or even it smacks of like a truism, yeah. Until you see like Izzy jump out of bed and grab Hugh Jackman's neck and then tell the story, yeah, of Moses and his yeah. and his father, not the biblical Moses, yeah, Moses. Uh, and his and his father 
living and uh, through the tree and it being a road to awe. And you're like, she is actually living in that moment. And that's something you yeah. never get out of like a nonfiction. I mean, you can, but I feel like it's when those people are telling stories. So maybe it's just stories that just really impact stories. People. Yeah. Stories are what hit with people, what stick. And we don't, it's not like we have a monopoly on stories. It's just like stories impact everybody in different ways. But I, I just think, I don't know. I just think it's interesting the those differences. But Yeah, that's so, oh, that's me, me made myself mad just now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what sticks with people. And then, but my primary instinct is still, you got this problem? Here's a list. One, two, three, do the list. Problem solved. Move on. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's not going to stick with people. And you know that. You, you idiot of a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But myself made myself real mad just now at myself. Mm. Yeah. Just learn a thing, boy. It's a, I got a Sufjan Stevens song in my head now. That's not a bad thing. Oh, it's good. Dang, yeah. <laughs> learn learn something from what you say. Stories stick with people, not, not your list of <laughs> your list of steps in a solution. No one cares. You don't even care. <laughs> In the re- like you you don't even care about your own solution that you're giving to somebody else as proven by you won't listen to their problems. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I'm making myself telling, real mad. Telling somebody <laughs> the truth doesn't change them. Showing them yeah. the truth, I think, sets them on the path to find change themselves. Because no one really changes because of somebody else. They change on their own. But you're never gonna you're never gonna change anything in someone else by telling them they're wrong. Yeah. If anything, you just made them go uh, batten down the hatches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, in light of everything, in light of everything that's just happening in our culture right now, I'm not going to say the world because I don't know if it's happening in the world. I just know it's happening where we live. Um, that's definitely something to keep in mind all the time. Is that like no one's gonna? Well, what Jeremiah said. No one, no one wants no to one, be told they're wrong, and when you do, if you do. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Even if what you're saying is correct, like you're you know, wrong. They're gonna people are gonna get defensive. And Yeah. Even even if you're right in what you're saying, the way you're doing it is the exact opposite of how a, a human psychology would ever change their mind. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. No one's gonna change their <laughs> mind be, by being told that they're wrong. Well, here's where you're wrong. Is what you you're said, so. an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. Like, oh, okay. I'll change my mind then. <laughs> why, why didn't you tell me before? Could have saved a lot of time. Well, somebody in your same group said this thing, and they're stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're stupid. <laughs> you think the same thing I know. I know you know. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> here's what you need to do one two three solution thanks dad 
I mean, what's funny is that's what Hugh Jackman does in this. Like people are like <laughs> they stumble upon even just within his community of of scientists and doctors and stuff. He they they stumble into something else, another magnificent find mm-hmm. medically. And uh, he's like, you know, hey, over here, focus over here. That wasn't like, what we were doing. We were doing here's our thing. here's our goals. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. That's the that's the solution. There's mm-hmm. no there's no you know, we're not going off to the side over here. This is going to take too much time. We're doing this right now. And they, everyone else sees that, like, this other discovery that they have will probably... It's a miracle. It's a yeah. miracle. And they'll probably... It'll probably wrap back around into the goal that they're headed for, mm-hmm. but not in the time that he wants it. He wants to solve the problem right now. He wants it fixed right now. He doesn't care what happens. doesn't care how many monkeys have to die. <laughs> He just. Oh, I saw someone on Amazon on Amazon that rated the movie one star out of five because they're doing experiments on animals. That's dumb. People are dumb. <laughs> she was. She said, "I wanted to like this movie, but they were doing experiments on monkeys for cancer." I don't. Yeah, people that can't separate uh, fiction from reality have made things very difficult for the world. <laughs> I just like, yeah, this is a picture of what's happening. Yeah. That monkey wasn't real. (laughs) That's what the story is about. It's not (laughs) actually real. So just accept. Yes. You cannot like that. They're doing that. Great. But that doesn't mean the movie's bad. But even in real life, do you want a person to die instead? No. Like some people might, or, or I mean like truthfully, they had their chance. Truthfully. (laughs) What? I mean, with the, with the cancer operation, the best case scenario is the monkey lives, right? That's not, I mean, in other things like, like testing how deadly a poison or a venom is, they're going to up the dosage until it kills 50 things for one statistic. Be mad at that. (laughs) Don't (laughs) like best case scenario over there. They're only murdering 50 things. 50, five, zero best case scenario for this monkey with cancer. He lives. Be mad at the poison people. (laughs) (laughs) Be mad at them first. And then you can, you know, you solve that and then you can come back and then be mad about who is making poison that kills monkeys. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily monkeys, <laughs> but there's a people over here and making to, to test the strength of like a rat poison or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. One of the base statistics is to actually kill rats with it to actually kill 50 animals and then tell you the strength of it is mm. this. Yeah. And that's for one stat on the poison. <laughs> <laughs> And that's fifty things that, that, but yeah, be bad about the one monkey that uh, they're trying to actually save. <laughs> In a fictional story where the monkey's not, real. yeah, it's not even a real monkey. <laughs> oh god, I I hated this whole movie because the fake monkey. I w- I will point out something you pointed out in the director's thing, and if you've seen it, you would know this too. Or if you've heard the director commentary. In the past, they tried to do triangles for everything. And then in, uh, in the modern setting, even before he said the shape of modernity is, I was like, oh, it's squares. Of course it is. Everything's a square. Like literally everything around us in modern times is a square. 
I don't know that you could actually say that that triangles were the past, but in this movie, triangles are in the past. And then the future, like even his little spaceship, is is not points. It's all circles and like organic and flows, things, yeah. which I thought was super cool. But But what he was saying, even before he said, for the modern, we chose squares, I was like, of course it's squares. Like... We live in squares with squares on them. We look at squares. We have squares in our pockets. I mean, rectangles. But yeah, boxes. Every everything's a square. Ooh. And like now, looking around at stuff, everything's a square, and I'm bothered. <laughs> You're bothered. <laughs> the cabinets are squares. The refrigerator's a square. This room's a square. The ceiling tiles are squares. The TV's a square. The window over there is a square. The door is a square. The door frame is a square. The speakers are square. I'm trying to imagine the refrigerator as a sphere. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> like it can't be anything else, can it? Uh, well, I mean, I can't really imagine it unless, yeah. like, with our concerns of like space. Yeah, like, yeah, squares work. Yeah, squ- squares because squares, squares fit into other squares. Yeah, <laughs> circles just get in the way. They've all this extra, <laughs> all this extra space. <laughs> Just have a bunch of squir- or a bunch of squirrels. Square squares. A bunch of circles. Everything's squares, bro. The cushions on that couch are squares. Oh. Oh. I wonder if this is actually going to affect me. It works. Circles and spheres Pillars work in squares. They work in space. Yeah. They don't work on a planet. To, well, I mean, <laughs> to, to fill up. To fill it up. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, I'm is, just, I mean, just is that to, super like, structurally American to with like, gravity. It's like. I don't know. Well, that's Maybe sphere. Yeah. Gravity's always going to pull in all 360 directions. Well, I'm just wondering, like, if we built, which like is a, why the planet is a sphere. Like a skyscraper is the a planet is a is sphere. A box because, <laughs> well, yes, I get that. That's why I said it works in space. No, I'm not talking to you right now. The planet <laughs> is a oh, sphere. Okay. <laughs> You're alienating a big portion of our audience right now. No, it ain't. It's flat. <laughs> I'm going to assume that at least. <laughs> <laughs> One third of our audience is uh, flat, flat earth. earthers. <laughs> well, they were. Which is cr- they <laughs> were. Now they're not it. here anymore. So. I love that. I love that these people will go to conventions and go, "We're not crazy," <laughs> and then take a picture. I mean, isn't that what Christians do too? <laughs> Every <Ooh>. week. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally yelling out, we're not crazy. Well, okay. Wow, maybe we don't, maybe we don't them, say that. But like, that yeah. makes it definitely, uh, you're definitely not crazy. I now think you are more crazy than I thought you were before. We're not crazy. That's okay, funny. bud. Uh, so what are what are some final thoughts on the movie that, any other new revelations, anything, any old revelations that we haven't <laughs> talked about today? Any old revelations, new revelations. Uh, I, I mean, I will say I really like the score. Just the three. Yeah. The two, that's that Clint, so good. Clint Mansell. He's, uh, he's a good one. It's haunting. And I've been, <laughs> uh, even in preparation for before we watched it last night, I was wandering through my house going, just to myself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, at least 40 times today walking around like with my family eating a blt i'm literally out loud going (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I, I like how like <laughs> it's going to be in my head for no weeks, one that is yeah. has not seen this movie is going to even understand at all what you're talking about by humming it the way that you are. <laughs> it even I've seen it and I'm like, what, what part? part? Is he talking about? <laughs> I never said that was a great uh, <laughs> tonist. Uh, a tonist, yes. <laughs> no, I, I actually do know what part you're talking about. That score is pretty great. I used to listen to it quite often. That's why you get it. <laughs> yeah. So I knew. I knew. But if I hadn't listened to it a if lot. I hadn't listened to it a I don't lot. Think I, I might know what you're talking, talking about. about. You know, the part. Um, then, okay. So have you seen uh, Annihilation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a similar catchy thing in that movie that's like this. Like it just does that <laughs> after like a, you know, in other music in the movie and stuff in it. That sound is just super like, ooh, just gets you. It's a good movie, too. But yeah, I got to rewatch that at some point, too. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. I one. think I've only seen it once. Allie Portman. She's smart. She's real smart. <laughs> What's that? Out one? of Darren Aronofsky's league. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't feel bad uh, talking about her like a British person would. Uh, she real fit. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I'm okay with saying that. Well... Hey, man, I love this movie. I do, too. I'm glad we finally got to talk about it. I'm sure <laughs> we'll probably talk about it more in the future from time to time because it will definitely come up. Um, I, I really... I love just the raw... I know, I know you said that it was a bit... You said you said overdramatic, you know, melodramatic... But well, I that was me the, trying to come up with a reason. With a reason, why people. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess, but I, I love the just raw emotion that that is on display in this movie. Um, I love Rachel Wise's performance of this character who is just embracing her fate, embracing death as something that uh, is not to be feared, but to just be walked into with grace. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Hugh Jackman's desperation, his, his, uh, the, the wall that when he hits that wall of like knowing that no matter what he's done, everything he's tried, he's worked so hard and yet it's still not enough or it's just not in time or you know oh and yeah constantly throughout constantly, all three stories he's always just too late and it's just broken and yeah. it's just i he just he does so he does such a good job that scene of you know when she comes in and tells him about the breakthrough with the testing and how the tumor was receding and or was shrinking and this is right after his wife just went into cardiac arrest and he had to like he's still trying to wrestle with that. And now he has this news that is supposed to be good news, but is really the worst news ever. And he goes running back in hopeful for a moment of like, there's, we did it. We can save you. Mm. And she's already gone. It's like, gosh, man. And then I just can't, I can't imagine. Or I can't imagine. And that's what makes it so difficult. <laughs> like that, that he just does a good job at capturing what that would feel like. And, I don't know. I like pe- a lot of actors I know can cry on command. So I'm not, it's not about the fact that he can cry so easily. 
it's what's behind those tears that makes that yeah, performance there's, there's so like a good. Full fury force behind it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I love how much like snot and spittle is in this movie. Like there's so <laughs> much, too, yeah. like there's so much snotty crying. And, and I don't want it to be another movies. Please yeah, God. No, but this one, it just feels, <laughs> I love the scenes where they come it in makes close it feel real, yeah. and he's like whispering to her neck. Again, you can see the neck hairs mm-hmm. and then they, they intercut that with, uh, or they cut that with, uh, shots of him whispering to the bark on the tree and there's like little fibers on the tree and it's all it's all the same and it's mm. all connected and it's all you know i love all that stuff it's just visually it's a stunning film they put a lot of work into it that really shows and this movie's good people okay i don't <laughs> like defending uh, please watch it and like it with us <laughs> yeah please no nah, man if you don't like it i don't get it but you know Maybe it's because, I mean, we, we mentioned this last night. We saw that it was 97 minutes long and I thought, oh, that feels short. This movie feels more like two and a half. And then we were like, well, maybe it's because it's, it's slow, but like in a good way. Yeah. And and a lot of times people think slow equals bad. So maybe that's why people don't like it. And I will say when I like the, that was kind of the first thing I did. I mean, the last thing I did yesterday and I went to bed then woke up and watched the director's commentary and getting to the end of it this time, it felt, I don't know, long enough to be complete. Does that make any sense? Like I had to watch it twice and then it was like, okay, yeah, that's long enough. We did it. Yeah, uh-huh. that feels right. Um, and uh, like, the re- like the emotional release at the end finally for me i don't know it felt long enough it felt like it it had earned it but last night with i don't know with it being only 97 minutes maybe i was just like oh it's already over (laughs) 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 oh we're already here oh yeah okay okay you know this movie's good yeah i like it yeah but watching it through a second time didn't feel like a second time because he was talking and and I was listening to him talk about what was going on, so it still kind of felt like the same movie. Mm-hmm. But then getting to the shots at the <sighs> end again, it was like, yeah, it should be three hours long. It should be this long. <laughs> is what I feel is what it felt like this morning. You know, we were talking earlier about how you're not going to change everybody's mind by just telling them that they're wrong and and this is how you should do things instead you kind of have to show them the truth you can't just tell them the truth yeah that's but he, basically he, what but even does. showing them is that's like it's like is, is i know basically just like calling attention to it and you have to do it fifty thousand times and sure. then one of those times on accident they'll be like oh hey what's that over there and you're like i've shown you this four thousand times <laughs> but that's the <laughs> That's the thing is like it, it requires patience. Yeah. And that's definitely. exactly what Izzy does this whole film. She knows that like she's never going to be able to convince him yeah. to see the world the way she does. And really the only thing that she's even kind of pushing is finish it. Yeah. And and sh- the fact that she trusts that even though he can't see her perspective while she's alive. She that trusts that, that the experience it, yeah. eventually will lead him to finish that story and to trust in what she gives him. I mean, even when he plants 
the seed on her grave at the end, he seems like happy, but at the same time, it seems more happy because he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to follow you now. Like not because doing what she wanted. Yeah. Not because he necessarily knows what's going to happen or, or how things are going to turn out. He's just, he has given himself over. Uh, he stopped being afraid and that, uh, I don't know. That's all very powerful to me. I love that. That yeah, is a, a good example of it's the ultimate human fear. The fear of our own mortality. Yeah. I love that. She's a good example of how like a good way of, of <laughs> having a conversation with someone who has such a different view of things than you. Yeah. And she never really tries to push anything. Yeah. She never like she's, she she snaps at him to get his attention, you know, not literally, but just like, hey, no, 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 listen, this is what I'm talking about. But she never judges him. She never gets angry at him. Other people get angry at him yeah. for not for not spending time with her, but she never holds that against him. Even when the scene that keeps coming back where she asks him yeah. to go for a walk with her during the first snow and he's like, I'm, I'm too busy, I can't. And then he almost goes and then... Uh, uh, the other guy comes in and can, you know pulls him back into the surgery area, uh, and then we see that scene again at the end of the film, and it's done where he's like, "No, no, I am going to go follow her." But there's that that look she gives him that's kind of like you can tell that she's disappointed, but she's not going to stay long enough yeah, to she, let it well, become she's a still thing. Still, like I'm going to walk in this. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I'm still going to enjoy this. Like it's your choice that you're not going to enjoy it with me. Yeah, she's um, still she's still completely down for the now. She's like, I'll still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I like that. I like all that. I think or even even how excited she is at the museum. Yeah, learning what she's learning. Uh, I don't know if this will do anything, but this is kind of what what did I say? The the hum, the humans most fear is uh, the fear of death of our own mortality. Ernest Becker in the denial of death said. To live is to engage in experience, at least partly, on the terms of the experience itself. And throughout the whole movie, he's trying to dictate his own experience and how he's going to experience life, how he's going to conquer it. But then in doing so, you're not experiencing life because you're not letting the experience dictate itself. You're trying to control it. Which ultimately leads to you <laughs> you not experiencing the thing you even are trying to control or experience on your own terms because it's got to be on its terms. You have no power over it. It's really good. Except fate. <laughs> that was one more that I got as a quote. Uh, as a quote for this, this was somebody's YouTube video that I'm just stealing the quotes from. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy. I'm sorry. It's it's some very soft-talking guy talking about uh, escaping our own prisons and, uh, like, the prisons that we set up for ourselves as shown by the movie The Fountain. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Search it. It's a good video. Uh, but he, he ends that video with another quote. It's Eckhart Tolle. What could be more futile, more insane, than to create inner resistance to what already is? What could be more insane than to oppose life itself, which is always now? Surrender to what is, 
say yes to life. Ooh, that hits me so hard. <laughs> that's uh, that's this movie, and that's uh, everything, everywhere all at once. Kind of wrapped up in that too. Just, uh, just live. Just be happy. Just accept now. Can't change it. Oof, and it, yeah. Even if, uh, even if you, even if your lady's dying, and even if you love her a lot, just be with her while you can. Because you're not gonna change it. That was more of a downer than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's not a downer. <laughs> it's just, it's definitely heavy. And I don't know. I don't really have anything to add to it. I think that's good. I think it's a good place to end. Well, as the end of the Cheesecake Factory. All you jokers thought we were only doing cheesecake episodes. You don't even know. We recorded regular episodes the whole time. We did. Surprise. Surprise. That's our gift to you. That's our <laughs> gift to you. We've withheld it. Yeah, so all of yeah. you wondering, where the heck where's is the our... Doctor Strange review? Doctor where's Strange the, where's uh, episode. Did we do Northman? Northman's been, in there. We've been sitting on these for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, guess what? These episodes are coming out every day until we finish all of them. So the next uh, however many days, however many episodes there are, I can't remember all all of them off the top of my head, but there's uh, there's going to be one tomorrow, the next day. I feel like there's a ton. There's probably only like one a day until until we catch up with all the ones that we've done. Which, uh, what are some that we've done? We've done a few... Uh, we did men, we did Northmen, we did... Uh, yeah, men and Northmen. Nor- yeah. Men and Northmen. <laughs> Northman. And then, uh, one is weirder than I wanted, one isn't as weird as I would have liked. <laughs> and then Doctor Strange, which was... Oh, is, uh, yep. Good, listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was weirder than I wanted or not as weird, but uh, yeah. it was something. Um, yeah, we got some stuff in there. Um, but yeah, we hope you like them. And we hope you've enjoyed this Cheesecake Festival. Yeah. It's been pretty fun for us. Super fun. I like doing it. Uh, we definitely want to do it again if we're still around in a year from now. Uh, or whatever. Man, who knows? Who <laughs> knows the future? And you know what? Who cares? We're just going to go along for the ride. Just accept it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a, have a beautiful now. Now.